As artists, we are creators at a fundamental level. We see the world through a unique lens and don't settle for mediocrity. Some of us want to create new opportunities and leave a legacy, while others want to simply make a living doing what they love. This podcast gives you access to the most successful people who give new insights and tips on how to grow your following, get more gigs, and make a living in today's rapidly changing music industry. Welcome to the Do What You Love podcast, the place where musicians, artists, and entrepreneurs share their inspiring stories and advice on how to succeed in the music business. Thanks for tuning in with me. I'm Steve Jazz. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Do What You Love podcast. Uh, it's been a while and I uh, figured I would share with you a recent interview I did with uh, another colleague and friend of mine who actually comes from the real estate industry and his name is Jazz Singh. Uh, funnily enough, he has a similar surname, uh, or first name to my surname actually. And the reason why I thought I'd share this on our podcast is because it, I do share part of my journey, but more importantly, you know, my journey hasn't consisted of working just with musicians. You know, my journey coming from a musician and then branching out into business world, uh, it was primarily as a result of me associating with other people outside in, in different industries. So I thought it would be beneficial and valuable to hear some of the lessons, especially when we talk about concepts around education, growth mindset, coaching versus institutions, and how all that relates to you know building a music business from different perspectives. So I hope you gain value. Love to hear your thoughts, your comments, any suggestions about who we could potentially interview in the future that may or may not be necessarily in the music industry. Um, and enjoy the show. A very good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jazz from Jazz TV Show. How's things? I hope everyone's doing great. And we're back with another show and episode with our very own Steve Jazz today from Point Cook. Steve Jazz is a really interesting personality and very famous in community. If you don't know him, you'll get to know him today. Steve, very good morning. Good morning. Jazz, how are you? Very well, thank you. This good morning was really musical as well. <laughs> <laughs> tell us a little bit more about, rather than me doing the introduction for yourself, tell us uh, who's Steve Jazz and what you're about, Steve. Well, firstly, thanks for uh, inviting me onto your show. Um, my name's Steve. Uh, I've been a resident here in Point Cook for close to, uh, I'd say, and Seabrook actually, for probably about 15 years. Wow. Um, a couple of years after coming into Seabrook, I saw an opportunity here in Point Cook, Stockland to right. take out a lease and uh, open up a music studio. Great. So this is where we are uh, right now, recording out of the Music Valley Studios. Uh -huh. um, and yeah, since that time, I've become quite involved with the community from you know being part of festival committees, doing a lot of work with pop-up parks, yes. you know, being... Just a big part of uh, raising a family in, in, in Point Cook. Beautiful, beautiful. I've seen you doing a lot of great stuff. And uh, and the studio, first of all, is amazing. You've done really well. Oh, thank you. So when did you start it? Like today's discussion, just for the audience to know, it's not about real estate today. It's about, it's about us. It's about us people. Because a lot of people in the community, especially the young ones, will get a lot of messages from yourself. Someone who's ideally working hard to get to a point in their life or perhaps 
get to a journey of their career maybe or they're starting out or maybe they are in 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 the path of their career someone who's possibly looking at someone like yourself who can guide them and or perhaps in general life experience is all about life experiences about the journey that you've gone through Steve hmm. um yeah so the journey Gosh, if someone had told me what an entrepreneur job <laughs> looks like, I'd probably reconsider it. <laughs> but, you know, one one big word is liability and mm. responsibility and accountability. And I was having this conversation with one of my team members yesterday and, you know, just trying to get there because I really value his feedback. Yep. And, you know, we have some new guys uh, starting and I said, look, do I come across like I'm, you know, a bit of a father figure that I'm going to provide for you and that yeah. you can rely on me for absolutely everything and I think there was he didn't want to admit it but it kind of I think I do come across like that because yeah. I guess there's a part of me that wants to help musicians and yeah. I have a really soft spot for musicians I'm a musician myself yeah I got family members um and I've worked with musicians and I know I know their mindset you know and hence why this is one of the fundamental reasons why I decided to launch gotcha. this company you know the mission right. is really about helping them turn their skills, their passion and knowledge into, you know, into careers. Eventually, right. if they want to go that far, otherwise, if they just want to develop their skills, yeah. you know, we want to help them do it a lot, lot seamlessly, Correct. help them navigate the industry and just give them all the resources oh. they need to, to not get stuck in a really dark yeah. space because it can get very, um, you know, it can get very confusing, very very uh Daunting there isn't a, a place yeah. that basically lays out the the pathway for Correct. you hence why this is what we do oh yeah you know it, i can resonate that to real estate journey as well i mean i've been fortunate enough uh myself to start out and learn from uh from uh, uh what i call them best in the industry and hand holding and showing the path is critical uh in in our industry as well it's it's quite common for a new person to go through a lot of hard work and a, a lot of trial and errors mm -hmm. before they can actually get to a path which is you're talking five, 10 years. Mm -hmm. But if you start with the right office and if you are trained and mentored by someone who actually wants to help you, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have um, my mentor where um, I started and I still look up to him as well. And I can certainly relate to that. Yeah, mentors. And, and I think that's a good topic to kind of go deeper into because Correct. without, uh, you know, without seeing and meeting some inspiring mentors or oh. the, who became mentors, they were initially speakers Yes, um, that, you know, really opened my mind up to oh. a new way of thinking. Right. And this really started for me um, at the age of about 26, 27. Right. When I first started getting into personal development, and gotcha. it was you know it was the first real education that I had. Right, it's that it wasn't institutionalized. It was real, practical, deep heart work. Yeah, you know when I say heart, as in you know working on your yes. heart, working on what's core and fundamental to your values, and how to then gradually translate right. that into an expression and a business. Right, which is not something that's taught uh in the public institution mm. um so they've got a lot of catching up to do and you know co the coaching world i mean if you think of sort of people like tony robbins and yeah dan sullivan from, from strategic coach it's you know the second fastest growing industry in the world um which which says a lot 
Exactly. You know, and it's not the institution we're talking, just to be very clear, it's Correct. not performance coaching as in athlete coaching. It's not coaching within, uh, um, you know, an institution like a university or a public sector. Correct. It's the private sector. Correct. That is so needed that is on the forefront of, um, you know, getting results and cutting through the, the bullshit. Correct. Um, that you don't necessarily need. So a, more of a direct path. And that's where exactly. for me- when I first started hearing about these concepts, oh. you know, it was a, a group called uh, MJB Seminars that I went oh. to their seminar. You know, they talked about everything from mindset to, you know, quantum mechanics and metaphysics and some right. of the concepts just really resonated with me. And then I, I had to sign up. And then from then my life just changed. Wow. You know, it, that is great. It, it's, it's all about the first step. One thing I picked from there was taking the action. It's a lot of people will attend so many seminars and walk out thinking, okay, that's fine if it's all talking, but the real work starts after you sign up. It's about the attitude. What I say is skills can be learned. Attitude can be changed. You just need to have the right mindset. Mm. What sits under the attitude is your mindset. If you've trained your mind that, things cannot be done or the other way to think is how can I get this done? You would find answers. And another thing I always say is if, if the student's ready, you'll find a teacher. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I think about this a lot, Jazz. I think because, you know, we're primarily in education training uh, and we do coaching and yeah. you know, other things like production and management. But... <laughs> It's a dance, it's a real art, you know, finding mm. the, the balance between support and challenge because that's where maximum growth occurs. Correct. So, you know, you know, no one grows unless they're challenged, but you don't over-challenge them to the point where they're intimidated. Yeah. And it's just trying to always meet them at the right point, you know, and Spot I call, call this the turning point. Yeah. Some of them come in and you know they've brought themselves to the yeah. turning point and they're like ready to learn, ready to grow. Correct. Others are kind of just like, not ready to grow. They just want to, mm. you know, maybe hire a studio and just do their own learning. And that's good and well. But I think, you know, everyone has their time when they realize, wow, I'm ready to now grow, which means yeah. I need the, the knowledge, yeah. um, the attitude, uh, the skills and the habits. Correct. To really, you know, make things yeah. grow in my life. Yeah. And, and would you agree? Uh, one thing I'd like to ask on what you've just said Someone's starting out, someone's ready to learn, but if the right type of training and coaching or perhaps hand-holding is not given to that person, would you say it's fair to say that person could become disillusioned in just a few months, mm. yeah. even though they've got the right attitude? Yeah, absolutely. There's so much to it. You know, I've developed uh, and been part of developing close to 20 programs mm. here in the last 13 years. Um, and we developed our own entire mentor certification program right, for, to become a coach, right. specifically for musicians who've been wow. in the industry but have never done training and assessment or a dip ed or don't know how to set objectives and then gotcha. map out, you know, lesson yeah. plans and create, you know, yeah. uh, courses and things like that. So as part of that, we were kind of going, I remember going through the process with one of my older colleagues about what is the most relevant topics because we have to choose 10 topics mm, mm, mm. Um, and cut out all the crap, yep. you know, cut out all the unnecessary stuff that is very, you know, um, irrelevant. So yeah. we came to the conclusion that, you know, there were um, 
there were role plays that we need to add into that. Um, and the facilitation was just probably, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's application of knowledge that you mm. need to factor in. So when you have exactly. knowledge, it's one thing to learn. It's another thing to apply. So as an example of that is, okay, let's learn to record. Great. Now, once you've learned to mm. set up the recording session, okay, uh, with the knowledge yeah. and the practical skills, now we need to apply it in a realistic context. So now Correct. what we're going to do is we're going to match you with producers and singers and you're going to have timelines and deadlines Correct. to perform because yes. without that application, you don't translate those skills Correct. into actual, you know, a, a portfolio. Yeah. You can't execute. You don't have any demonstration of proof that you've been able to achieve it. Correct. And this is where institutions like mm. tapes and colleges, especially in the music industry, they Correct. really fall short, and that's where we take over. Wow, that is, as you said, there's so much. Like we can talk about anything and everything in in coaching, development, learning. Um, advancement of the skills, attitude. It's never-ending journey. And you can never stop learning. You can never stop coaching. And there's always something to learn. Or more so, even if you know everything, sometimes it's a refresher. Mm. You know what they say is one of my coaches say, uh, you know what you know, but do you do what you know? Nice. Right? So... We know so many things, but we get busy with life, family, work, appointments, um, daily activities, huddles in life. And then you tend to sort of, and then you need to sort of allocate a time to sit back and review your day, you review your week as well to understand how can you be better next week or next month and next year. Well, you touched on a critical thing, reflection. So Correct. how do you facilitate reflection? Because it doesn't come naturally unless you schedule time Correct. in to reflect, which is reflection is the highest form of awareness. Exactly. And again, if you're always learning. Correct. Right. But, do you, but, but that's in it. Uh, that won't be executed and yes. fully delivered in a productive way unless you take the time to reflect. So there's all these elements mm. that need to be considered. Um, you know, I'll give you another example of that. One-on-one um, -on -one coaching versus mm. group coaching correct you can't gain the benefit of group coaching uh, one cannot replace mm. the other and there's a certain thing that one-on-one -on -one coaching can't offer that group coaching can especially when you're learning in front of peers because by by observation correct and watching others step up that's a silent uh, it's Wish. like a silent treatment correct. right that um i've noticed that gives them the push because it's proof. Correct. It's tangible. Here is, you know, John yeah. or whatever who's yeah. who's who's done who's, it. Who's just launched and got the, you know, yeah. Th some great gigs. Exactly. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I silently reflect on my work and my commitment just mm. by, by watching proof of this person rise up. Exactly. Whereas when you're in a one to one, it can get very comfortable and you sort of start to create this little bubble whereby yeah. it's okay. You're comfortable. We'll get there, and it's this long, never-ending journey of always getting there. Correct. And you never really believe mm, mm. that it's possible because you're just feeling comfortable in this, exactly in this relationship, and it becomes a relationship. And then the the, the goals exactly. and everything are kind of yeah. not as important as the relationship. Yeah. So, you know, both are important. You need to yeah. have good relationships. Exactly. But you can't uh, compensate one for the other. You know. 
it, it might be a harsh thing to say, but I call comfort misery, mm. and misery needs company. Yeah, you never company misery, because miserable people will then become friends with miserable people. Um, that's that's again something that I've learned many years ago from someone who's push and he still pushes people. Um, and initially, I questioned him. I was like, "You're asking me questions after questions. I need solution." Mm. And he said, "You'll find a solution soon. The answers inside you. The answers in you. Mm. I'm just getting them out for you." And that's what a perfect coach and a mentor does. Yeah. Um, you know, there's differences between a teacher, mm. a coach, mm. and a mentor. Yeah. And um, and a counselor. Correct. And the mentor builds capabilities. Uh, I guess the the best analogy I use is a coach is more about increasing your mm. performance and skill, like Correct. like an athlete's coach. Yes, right, that's on yep. the sidelines. That's there with you. That's coaching you. Correct. Talking about mindset. Yes. But the mentor is not there all the time. Correct. And they give you the wings to build the capability to go. Yep. I trust that you can win this game. Yeah. Let's touch base after you play the game. I won't be there. Yes. But I believe. You have the capabilities now to do it, yeah. To do it, and that little push exactly is look. It, it, it's they call it um a, in mentoring they call it a blessing, mm. uh, which is mm. you know full confidence within your mentee that yes. they are able to do it, and just that's a bit of a rite of passage Correct. that I find is again another one of the many elements that you exactly. need in education to make transformation. Hundred percent. And again, if the person goes back and tries. And perhaps I won't use the word fail, or perhaps doesn't perform as they thought they would perform to a certain level or degree. They'll come back. They might get another challenge to go back and improve again. And then you start realizing what you need to do. Action needs to be taken by the person himself or herself. And then you revert back and. Look back on what are the basics of anything that you do in life. They have to be actioned, as well, and I can relate that to real estate. One of our CEOs, Manos from Eview, his brother, um, he's doing really well, um, and um, Manos shares this story a lot. Manos is a really good mentor in our in our group, and. Initially, the, when they started, they were in a different line of business. And um, George, Manos's brother, comes in and says, what do I need to do? Because you need to choose a patch of 2,000 homes and just service them well, get to know them, build relationships for future, and start doing letterbox drops. That's where you start. And comes back, kicking and screaming. He goes, I've done 10,000. What do I do now? He goes, do another 10,000. He said, are you crazy? No, he said, go back again. 10,000 again, comes back, oh, it doesn't work. He said, well, how many have you done? He said, 10,000 more. He goes, go and do another 10,000. And then he listened, did it. Now he pretty much owns his patch. It's about time. It's about consistency that gets added on to the activities that you do. It's repetition, it's about consistency, and it's about doing things again. But again, 
improving. Mm. That's where I can look back on Apple, for example. Some people would complain that every year they introduce a new phone, I have to upgrade. But ask a question, hang on a second, but would you still upgrade? Yes, I would. Why are you complaining? Yeah. Apple's doing what is in either best interest of people or perhaps their own company. Mm. They have found time to understand where they can improve on their phone versus sitting at iPhone 1 <laughs> for 20 years and being out of business what other companies have done. <clears throat> being comfortable and feeling to the complacency exactly. trap, like you said. So it's, it's about being relevant to the market and your audience. Uh, it's about improvising. So there, it's a great example rather than looking into your own industry and comparing with others. So sometimes we look at within our industry, the ones are doing really good or ones are doing not, not really good. And sometimes we feel comfortable looking at the ones who are not doing that great that I'm actually better than them anyways. You feel comfortable. <laughs> You hit your set point, your plateau, and you're like, exactly. oh, I'm good now. And then all of a sudden, meanwhile, the 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 yeah. letter drop you know, upcomers yeah. start to, without you realizing, take the market take share. Take the market share. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Bit of a marathon, isn't it? Exactly. It's yeah. it's about chipping away. Mm. But coming back to you again, um, how did Steve Jazz started? What was the turning point? Mm. Yeah, look, I had a bit of an alignment in spiritual, mental, in and sort of, uh, yeah, in a lot of different ways. So when I was, as I said, when I was 26, 27, mm. this was after I'd, you know, I'd done my training and I, I started mm. music when I was 11 and did a lot of my traditional training and um, went to the conservatorium okay. of music. You know, I was doing four to eight hours a day of practice for many right. years. Wow. Moving my piano around Melbourne as I was doing share accommodation, wow, great. which was grinding it tough, you know, for yeah. someone that wasn't, you know, I hardly had, you know, any money. I was, mm. you know, uh, a musician You've going to uni, the, yeah. but you know, I was walking, I remember doing this market research job, um, for a few years and mm. I'd used to, at one point I was living with my grandma in Thomastown nice. and the market research job was in a place in St Kilda okay. and my uni was in Richmond wow. and what I would do for this is three, four nights a week. This is my, this is my test in, right. in terms of my commitment, right? Wow. I, I'd go to, you know, I'd catch a bus mm. transport mm. into uni. Then after uni, I'd go into St Kilda and, you know, this is like, you know, maybe from five to 10 at night mm. doing, you know, market research, calling people and surveying them. Nice. And then, at 10, I would catch public transport all the way back to Thomastown Station and then for another half, This is, but, and I'd get back to Thomastown Station at around maybe 11 mm. and then it was a half an hour walk wow. back to my grandma's mm. and I did that for three or four nights of the week consistently. How many and, years? Well, I, I think I stayed there for about three or four years. Wow. But this similar pattern happened. I didn't have a car, didn't have money. Um, you know, I had to walk, I had to catch public transport, I had to work. And so when I look at that now. You feel proud? I, I do feel proud, but I, I realized sure. this is really where I developed, you know, it was, it was the work ethic that, oh. uh, that, and the commitment and the consistency that I think brought me to the point where I realized I now have the capability to work mm. at that level yeah, and, you know, and, and achieve results. Mm. Discipline, I'll say as well. Mm. Absolutely. Discipline. 
And I got because a lot without that discipline, yeah, yeah. you can't do it. And perhaps subconsciously, you had that in mind that you want to do something good for yourself. Because, or, or perhaps you don't think consciously at that time. Sometimes it's a survival mm-hmm. that, that kicks in. But when you look back, um, I mean, there's there's lots of stories, and it's it's great to know that because people see you ground up all the time, mm. but they don't see what happened under. Yeah, many so, years ago. Well, they see what's happened on the stage, but they don't look. At, they don't ask you to happen. See what Behind happened backstage, stage, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and I, it's a it's a very um, common. Yeah, and it's. I mean, not, not everyone wants to know yeah. what it takes to build a music business, to build any business. Correct. And you know, they just want it's like to live work. in a bit of a fantasy or a you know sort of an Instagram hope that you know exactly. the more likes they have, then you know the likes set. don't pay your bills. <laughs> two two dimension <laughs> two dimensional, I call it. Yeah, you know? likes don't pay your bills. Yes, it's it's is part of our life. Uh, you can't run away from likes and, and shares, <laughs> uh, but I suppose if it's um, if it's done uh, in combination with other activities that are really critical, then it, then it's great. Um, I remember, um, and again, I would I would try to keep it about yourself, but always try to sort of resonate with a couple of things that I've gone through as well, and I guess in in, in life. Um, just losing my my words here now. Um, in in life, when you look at your past, for me, it actually pushes me to do better. Because one, not that I I'm fearful of going back there, but always ask a question: Would you want to be back in that zone? No. So work hard. Keep working hard. Improve. Um, in our in our industry, the the core activities that are needed to be done, there are days when I feel complacent, and then I tell myself, "No." If you look at someone making burgers at McDonald's, they've got systems in place. Mm-hmm. What if you drive, you go through the drive-through, the person says, oh, "I'm not feeling hundred percent. I'll just give you the burger and the bun. Don't worry about sauce today." And no fries. No fries. <laughs> oh, I forgot. The person, they're meant to do the job. You come in, you stick to the basics. Again, it goes back measuring, putting in systems in place and looking at dissecting them again. Are they working where you need to improvise as well? And goes back towards where you started. I think you respect where you've started and it's a great journey that you've just shared. And for a lot of young ones, um, the ones who are possibly looking at uh, or looking up to you as some, someone like yourself, a, a message for them is, uh, yes, uh, hard work is, is important. Um, with the new generation, I get to hear a lot, work smarter than harder because all these um, social media messages and reels and memes say uh, smarter reverses harder. You'll work smarter when you actually work harder because you'll come up with ideas. It's great to come up with ideas, but you still have to work hard. And you have to execute those ideas and exactly. show up consistently yeah. and put the hours in, yeah. make the calls. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And if I ask you one more question, um, Steve, uh, what would be your message to someone who wants to get from point 
A to point Z, like that. How old are they? <laughs> let's let's break it up. Maybe a, a, an aspiring twenty-year-old. Yeah. To begin with. Yeah. So someone who's now you know leaving the fair was considering to go into independence mm. because they're making their own you know choices, uh, looking for their own community to you know their own identity. This is an interesting age because um, I find a lot of musicians, particularly, they're um, they're done with schooling, mm, mm, right? Mm. Or they're in halfway through uni, um, so they're really what they're looking for. Not is not a lot of the time they're not looking for more by this stage more uh, mm. teaching. Yeah, they're looking for more um, community. Yeah. Um, and they want to experience life. Mm. They want to experience it. And I, and I find that, you know, you're just even offering, you know, coaching and having the mindset around the, the benefit mm. of learning mm. and growth by that stage. They, they honestly, I think one in 70 to 80% of musicians I speak to in that age, because they've just finished year 12 mm. and, and, and they want to get into the world, they don't want to they, don't, they say they don't, they don't want to learn, but they want to experience. And so for them, mm. I think just go out and take as many opportunities as possible to experience the workplace. Correct. But throw yourself in. Do mm. you know if if there's a studio, if there's a company mm. um, that you aspire to, you know, mm. work with? Like the only way that you're going to get in mm. Mm. is to go and walk in, um, like literally walk in and say, "I want to." absorb and experience as much as possible in this place and and see what I'm capable of. Right. That's it. If someone came up and said that at 20 and if they were persistent within a year or two, they'd be making some side income through that. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Great. And, and as opposed yeah. to still trying to, you know, uh, think so thinking mm. about what their next plan is and whatnot. I mean, you can always do all that and you've got time to think Correct. and reflect. but. Now, because you've experienced it, you actually can make better choices yeah. about whether this resonates with you. Correct. Um, what you're capable of. Right. And then, you know, if there's more opportunities from there, you can always say, you know, get an endorsement, yeah. get a testimonial, referral, you know, he's worked with Steve or with Jazz yeah. for the last two years. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's the endorsement. You are 10 times more likely to get the next opportunity Correct. because of that first exactly. action. Mm. Proving yourself. Yeah, and also learning, learning to see what you're capable of. Exactly. Because you might come in and we realize, oh, you know what? I'm not willing to to move. All I want to do is be in front of a computer because yeah. you know I've raised been raised in yeah. you know, Gen Z and uh, so, but you're really good on 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 socials and, yeah. and digital, and you can organize things online. Great. If there's an opportunity there, show us what you're capable of. Correct. Because I can tell you, there's only limited time that I have, and I've you know I've, I've outsourced a lot of this oh. in the past. But if someone comes in having wanting to contribute and learn and grow in their mm. skill set, that, that's only a win-win-win for Correct. all parties involved. And make yourself that good that your whoever you're working with is fearful of losing you. Make yourself that good. Yeah. Approve, uh, show Prove the value it. that you have. Show the value. You know, and at, at which point. And that's going to take time. That won't Correct. happen in, I can guarantee, exactly. less than three to six months. Exactly. No more it takes than, time. Yeah, definitely. It takes time. If I ask you choices, if you're starting out today, money or experience, what would you choose first? Uh, always experience. Experience? Great. And 
if let's go back 13 years, what would Steve Jazz would advise Steve Jazz if Steve Jazz was starting out today? Yeah. Uh, 13 years. Gosh, that was the time I sort of launched this company. Um, things you would not do, things you would do again, or things you would do in a better way. I, I, honestly, I, I'm quite happy the way the things unfolded for me because I, you know, I had uh, these personal development um, mentors at the time, and then I started working with entrepreneurs and getting coaching. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the one thing I've learned recently about mentors and coaches and you know and gurus is the more I've worked with them, the more I realize their shortfalls as well oh, as their strengths. Oh, yeah. And it's really easy to hand over total trust to, let's say, a mentor mm. um, because maybe they've got great credibility. Correct. Maybe they've, you know, made a million dollars in the last year and, you know, mm. earnings, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, if I was to say one thing to Steve, it's you're driving this thing. This is your company. Correct. This is your mission. I would even go as far as to say, use them mm. in a positive way. Use Correct. them. Don't let them use you. Correct. It's an ex it's a fair exchange. Yes. Obviously, you know, mentors charge good money. Correct. But you're the one seeking their help and you need to know where that line ends. Correct. And you need to tell them or continually remind them, where does this line end? Because your job as a mentor is to get me from A to Z to build a capability and let me go as soon as possible. And that's how you measure the value gold. of a mentor. Gold. It's Absolute not gold. how long you're with them. It's how quick you're with Correct. them to achieve the transformation. Exactly. So that's the best thing I'd exactly. say to myself. Say, okay, Mr. You know, uh, Jazz, um, I'm, you know, I'm going to engage with you now, but I want to know mm. a timeline for achieving this goal. And wow. And you know, and, and I don't want to. I want consistent reviews. Yes. To know whether we're on track or whether we're off track, and I'm going to hold you accountable, and I want you to hold me accountable to this agreement. Wow. Go. Same. Be upfront. Yeah. Start up. Yeah. And I've had this conversation a lot with um, you know emerging artists who are getting, I wouldn't say sucked in, but they're getting very influenced by labels, mm. by managers, and they're promising all these shiny things. Mm. And I say, okay, that's all good and well, and they've got big names they've worked yeah. with, but what are the measurables? Correct. Who's holding who accountable? Who's using who right now? Correct. Because it needs to be a fair, uh, fair exchange, journey, yeah. and that needs to be clearly mapped out. Wow. Yeah. That's actually all about learning and knowledge um, gathering process that you've mentioned, which is great in, in, in my opinion as well. I'd rather... I'd rather gain experience and knowledge and I can earn later. What I could earn now, but I can only go from here to here. Well, the experience and knowledge builds capability. Correct. Right? So there's the four C's, I'm not sure if you're familiar with mm. Dan Sullivan, but um, Dan Sullivan is someone is incredible. He's actually the world leading coach. Yeah. He teaches people like Anthony Robbins and all yeah. these other entrepreneurs. And so – I think he's been coaching for about 60, 70 years and he's got a whole company and hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs around right. the world. And so he has a lot of books and one of the books that he, talk, that he talks about this concept is the four C's, which is uh, courage. Mm. This, is, this is a central transformation mapped out in mm, four mm, steps. Mm. Um, sorry, uh, courage, commitment, 
no, sorry, commitment, courage, capability, confidence. Mm. So in that order. So the first thing when you're, you see an opportunity, whether you're at a personal development seminar, mm, mm. you know, investment choice opportunity, yeah. you need to have the commitment. You need to essentially decide to commit that, you know, to that, to embark Correct. on that journey. Once you decide and you commit, fully commit, what happens then is you're going to be tested. Mm. And you're going to be tested, you know, can I do this? Mm. You know, and, and as you go through working with your mentor or with Correct. your investor, there's going to be all this, but you need to ha- then summon the courage mm. Mm. to push through those fears. Correct. Now, you, you can't avoid this. 100%. But through that courage, through, through those tests, you build the courage to build the capabilities. Exactly. And then once you have the capabilities, you have the confidence. Mm. And, and it's in that order. So what a lot of people are sort of waiting for is when I have the confidence to do that, that's when I'll come in. Wow. And I, you know, that's a, a wrong way of thinking if you kind of look at the mechanics of life. Exactly. And, and if you dissect what we do um, in, in general in life, if you sit back and think the actions that you take – is all about commitment. I get to I get to hear this a lot from my wife as well. If I need something, I get things done pretty quick. And if I'm told to buy something online, it takes me about three days to order it. Okay. <laughs> right? And if I need something really bad, I would research in 10, 20 minutes online, jump on here, call a few people up, find out do I need it? Yes, what do I need to order? Get it done. Commitment. You're committed to get that thing done in action. Mm-hmm. It's 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 about. I mean, it's 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 funny that you brought this up. I was thinking about if my wife watches this and she'd be like, "Yeah, <laughs> you need to show some more commitment." When I tell you to place an order online for me, I mean, we, not that I not that I delay it every time, but some of the time when I think oh, we don't really need that, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and again. Commitment, courage, courage to do things. Uh, just, just jump into it. Sometimes it's overthinking would actually not get you anywhere. And the turning point, I remember, again, it again brings you to the discomfort that thing would or perhaps has pr- put you in. Would also build courage and commitment as well. Mm-hmm. In, in at some point, yep. Because there's a reason why you make your mind say yes is either you potentially see the discomfort coming if you don't take action or you've been there, done that as well. Mm-hmm. So I remember when we when we made the decision of starting Jazz Real Estate, it was a discomfort that I was put in mm. as well. It, it, it all happened because of discomfort. Um, the company I was working with, with all due respect, um, I had a really great mentor, but it was out of his hand because I was um, bold. I was out there doing things which the corporates don't like, as well. A uh, lot of lot of uh, personal branding, the co- corporates don't like, and I was told every time to delete that post, delete this post, delete that video, um, just post something about um, Michael Jackson purchased this mansion back in the days he was alive. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or perhaps Beyonce has sold her mansion. I'm like, well, what do people in Point Cook have to do with that? Mm-hmm. People want value. Yeah, it was. I think that's interesting because 
that's the conversation around status versus um, versus growth. Correct. And if you kind of think about money mm. and experience, there's kind of synonyms almost, or they're exactly. very parallel. So money is a, a static mm. uh, feature. Correct. But when you have experience, mm. that never dies. Correct. And that's that that leads to value creation. Exactly. So money is an expression of the value, the, value. the measurement of Correct. the value, which comes from your experience. Exactly. And if you can't add value, especially in, in our field, if we can't add value to someone's life and we can't get results and value, we can't give value and get results, we, we're not needed. Yeah, no deal. No deal. <laughs> we're not needed. No, and no deal? Yeah. The agency yeah. out of business, right? Yeah, and even if you you know if you can't help truly help someone and being, um, you know, we have people that come across you know into studios mm. or inquire, uh, and if they've got their own systems, their own team, their own marketing, mm. uh, if we can't help them, we'll just be honestly and say you're doing great. Like, yeah, we can't help you. Correct. Uh, all the best. Yeah, and that's good. Correct. It's good because it shows that they're kind of hit the level and mm. maybe someone else can help them. Correct. Um, but that needs to be established really well, like mm. upfront. Is there value exchange? Correct. Uh, if there's not, then don't seek, don't worry about money. Exactly. Don't worry about exactly. the income because exactly. you know, your job is to help someone, you know, improve their life uh, or make things easier. Yeah. I think the, the two things you can basically sell, you know, improve your life or ease of use. Yeah, ease of use. Exactly. Wow, that's been a great one. I can go on forever, but it's been really good talking to you, Steve. You too. I just want to say it's refreshing to um, speak to someone who's outside of the music industry. Exactly. Um, I'll be, you know, obviously, I wanted to share this um, with our members in our yeah in our community as well because one thing I want to say to our members is um, when I got started. Mm. You know, I, I did. Ha I, I was associating a lot with musicians, but I started associating associating with non-musicians who yeah. were, you know, entrepreneurs, who were coaches, who were investors in real estate. Yeah. And it was through that community that I, my mindset really shifted and Correct. I started thinking bigger. Yeah. Because uh, I think if you just stay within the muso community, mm. you're really limiting yourself. Exactly. In exactly. any community, really. Yeah. It's about being nice, um, and it's about. You can add value being nice as well. It doesn't cost anything. So my, my message to anyone and everyone is we don't know what people are going through in their daily life, especially in the day and age we're in, what we're going through in the market at the moment, mm. uh, the economic circle and cycle that we're going through. Be nice to everyone. Mm. Help them. Help them grow. Because at the end of the day, it comes back to you. That's a, that's a lovely way to yeah. end the message. Perfect. Thank you so much for listening in, guys. And um, if you found value in this uh, podcast today and this session, please give us a thumbs up, like and share and do comment and let us know what you think and uh, what we should do for yourself next time. Thank you so much signing off. This is Jazz Singh and Steve Jazz. Thanks for your time again. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Hey there. Thanks for tuning into this episode with me. Do you know any artists or professionals in the music industry who have an inspiring story to share? Right now, we are looking for a selection of key figures in the local and national music scene to be featured for an interview on the Do What You Love podcast. 
This is an exciting opportunity to be heard and discovered by thousands of active listeners in the industry. If so, please share this podcast with them and connect with me on Instagram at Steve Jazz.